all you nostalgic preemies. Welcome to 9021. Here we go. I was ready for that. I read the script beforehand. <laughs> Welcome to 9021. Here we go. The podcast that takes a look at each episode of the Beverly Hills 90210 franchise from Fox to the CW. One of us is a 9021 expert and the other is a 9021 novice. I'm Kendra Mickles and I've seen these episodes for the first time. I'm Nick Gunning and I'm back. I, I want to say this is the third time I've seen this episode. <laughs> and of course, everything that follows. Yes, yes. You can find more about this show and others like it at our network's website, RadioMeanwhile.com. Share your thoughts on this and upcoming episodes by following us on Twitter at Here We Go Pod. And please rate, subscribe, and share the show wherever you get your podcasts. Today we are discussing the season four finale, episodes 31 and 32, technically, because it's a double episode. Uh, Mr. Walsh goes to Washington. It is a doozy. Sure is. It's a doozy. All right, let's crack open the condor. Condor is committed to professional standards, professional ethics. The weak need not apply. This episode originally aired on May 25th of 1994. A couple of birthdays. May 21st, Carol Potter turned uh, 46. Okay. And May 27th, Michael Steger, Naveed in the CW years, turned 14. Ooh. He's the Andrea of that show. I'm going to tell you right now. He's like a decade older than everybody else on that. He he pulls There's it always off. always an Andrea. He pulls it off much better than her. He's actually older than the guy who plays the teacher on that show, which is very funny. It is not. I could go. I could go on, but I feel like it's not all Gabrielle Cartier's fault that oh, she looks older. They it, have it's de- dressed her and styled her to yes. look older. And the writing. They, they write yeah. her like a 45-year-old mom. So it's crazy. Yeah. Anyway. Yep. Uh, one death of mention, former First Lady Jackie Kennedy passed away at the age of 64. That's relatively young. It's young, yes. She died of cancer. And uh, this, was, uh, this was like 31 years or so after JFK died. So, you know, like a full lifetime wow. there. Yeah. Which, which, when I was thinking about that, I was like, wow, so she was like 33 when JFK was assassinated. That's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah. Crazy. I remember this. This was this was huge news when this came out. I remember when this happened. Movie-wise, June 15th, The Lion King, the animated musical film by Disney, opened in theaters and made an incredible $185 million on its opening weekend. Oh, yes. This was also big, big news. Yeah. I assume yes. you don't remember this. You would have been a wee toddler, but it was... A wee toddler. I feel like my first movie in theaters was uh, Pocahontas. Okay. On May 23rd, Star Trek The Next Generation aired its finale, All Good Things. Mm. That's a great episode. You probably it's haven't seen that yet because you guys end. are still watching I have too. not. No, we're still making our way through. It's, I mean, Voyager has a pretty awesome finale, but that might be the best, All Good Things. I know. We just need to get back to it. We've you just, do. Maybe, maybe this summer. Maybe yeah. this will be the summer we finish. That could be your summer plans. Star Trek Next Generation. And uh, music-wise, on May 26th, Lisa Marie Presley, daughter of Elvis, married Michael Jackson. Yeah. Is that true? <laughs> it is true. Yeah. Didn't last very long. I didn't but know that. But it's true. Yep. I real, did not know that. Real big news at the time. Interesting. All right, Nick, take us beyond the zip code. I will. Well, we're recording during Pride Month of 2021, so I thought I'd spotlight the first openly gay series regular in the 90210 franchise. Doug Savant played Matt Fielding for many years on Melrose Place, and we met this character in the three episodes we did for the Kelly Jake crossover. Mm-hmm. Uh, around this time in 94, towards the end of the season, Matt... 
So they always sort of treated Matt's sexuality as like they would they would talk about it. He would deal with discriminations and things. He didn't have the active love or sex life that the other characters seem to have on Melrose Place. And so that was always kind of a like, OK, you're mm. doing it. But are you really doing it as far <laughs> as like, you know, showing a gay character? Around this time, there was a supposed to be like a kiss and they filmed it. It was in the episode. And at the last minute, they edited it out and switched to like a character's reaction shot of them kissing. And so they didn't actually show it. Huh. So it was like a big controversy. And their reason was that they thought that they would lose. And they probably would have uh, lost a lot of ad revenue that, you know, that advertisers oh, yeah. pulled out from the episode. So they backed away from it. And it's it's sort of an infamous thing over on Melrose Place. But anyway, uh, Doug Savant would go on to have a pretty successful career post Melrose Place, probably best known as Tom Scavo on the ABC series Desperate Housewives, which also features, I know I do too, franchise alums Marsha Cross and Brian Austin Green. I've been thinking about rewatching Desperate Housewives. I think it would hold up. Of late. I think it would. I mean, I, I watched it not that long. Probably. I've never rewatched it. I think I've seen the first season. Like, I think we watched the first season on DVD and then didn't continue it. But I think I might have to make someone watch it with me who hasn't you do. seen it yeah, before. It's, it's like, more fun to watch. Like, it. I don't think I don't know if I could get Eric to watch it with me, mm. but I, I have a couple other people that I okay. think maybe I could convince. All right. So. All right. Well, let's look at the synopsis for the finale. We made it. The finale of season four. We've done it. Mr. Now, Walsh do goes know, to Washington. Do you know anything post this? Like, have you looked up anything? No. Future. Okay. So you're completely no. in the dark. And about you have told going. me that I need to not look at. Yes. Things. Because my favorite thing that we do at the end of these is I like to get your, you know, your, your guesses for what's yeah. going on to see how they yeah. all sort of play out. Yeah. Uh, so I shan't, I shan't yeah. look at anything. Uh, so the synopsis for this double episode, the gang gathers at the hospital awaiting news on Andrea and Jesse's premature baby. Brenda struggles to find her place in the world and is offered an acting opportunity in London just as things between her and Dylan begin to rekindle. Meanwhile, Brandon flies off to Washington to meet the president only to run into both Claire and Lucinda. Kelly has some plans of her own and boards a plane to D.C., Finally, Donna's suspicions about David and Ariel reach a breaking point. So much happens. It's a big episode. Yeah. And so much been, happens. In we've this. been saying like how, what, what are we leading to here? And this episode was sort of like, we're introducing a lot of things and here it goes. Bam. I know. You know? Yeah. And then it's like cliffhanger. Yeah. So, so it's, yeah. So it wasn't like a crescendo buildup. It was just the last episode. It was like, and what about this? And what about this? And what about this? You know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Nick, who's living in Beverly Hills? Today's episode was directed by Michael Lang, written by Steve Wasserman and Jessica Klein, and Charles Rosen. Lots of recurring players the, uh, here. The trio. That's right. Main trio. Of course, Joey Tad as Nat, Carrie Keene as Suzanne, Noli Thornton as Erica, uh, Nicholas Pryor as Chancellor Arnold, Mark Damon Espinosa as Jesse, Kathleen Robertson as Claire Arnold, David Hayward as Kevin Weaver, Cress Williams as Deshaun Hardell, Carrie Wooher as Ariel Hunger, Ryan Brown as months, and we have many, many final appearances here. So buckle up, Kendra. All right. Last time we're seeing Jason Carter as Roy Randolph. Last time we're seeing Dinah Meyer as Lucinda Nicholson, though we will see her as a different recurring character in CW 90210. So wait a few years, and we'll see the actress again. Okay. Final appearance by Jennifer Grant as Celeste Lundy, which is a shame because I always liked Celeste. I know I liked her too. But I I did like that we that she came back. That there was one more thing. I thought that was cool. <laughs> 
Final appearance of Robert Lee Shock as Keith. Final appearance as William S. Taylor as Dean Trimble. And so long, Paul Johannesson as John Sears. We, we knew you well. We did. And did not like you ever. Yep. Nope. We have a new recurring player in Nancy Stevens. She portrays Nurse Helen. She's best known for her role as Marion across the Halloween film franchise. She right. had kind of a creepy vibe in this. I wrote that down before I even knew Interesting. her. Interesting. I did not get a oh, creepy you didn't vibe. Get it? Okay. She just nope. was very like looming, I felt. But anyway. Mm. A few other cast members. We have Tom Bean as President Bill Clinton. This is his only credited role on anything. We have <laughs> Esther Scott as They're like, You look like yeah. President Clinton. We need you. You're in. We have Esther Scott as Connie, who recurred as Delma on Heart of Dixie with Cress Williams. And finally, we have Kenneth Babyface Edmonds uh, as himself. He appeared in uh, many things, uh, including the, the series Sinbad. He was in the Josie and the Pussycats movie, as well as Girls Trip and Sandy Wexler. And, of course, uh, outside of the acting realm, he's written and produced over 26 number one R&B hits throughout his career and has won 12 Grammy Awards. Not too shabby. No, pretty good, Babyface. That Josie and the Pussycats movie is one that, like, I kept seeing the cover, and I was like, man, that movie looks cool. Yeah. I want to see that movie. With no, like, knowledge of mm -hmm. that it's connected to Archie or, like, anything like that. I so. still haven't seen that movie. And I, I haven't seen Archie it. Archieverse. Yeah. Perhaps we should watch it. Maybe we should. Hey, gang. So, you probably noticed that I didn't mention that this is the final series regular appearance of Shannon Doherty in Beverly Hills 90210. And the reason for that is... Kendra doesn't know. Kendra doesn't know. And I didn't know in 1994 when I watched this episode. And so when season five started and she's not in the opening credits and there's Tiffany Amber Thiessen, it it blew my, my young mind. So I wanted to see if we could preserve that surprise for Kendra. So we're not going to talk about this being the end of Brenda in this episode. We're not going to talk about it in the recap. But I promise you when we do the season five premiere, we will talk about how Brenda goes out in the series. We'll talk about each little thing because you'll see in this episode, she gets a pretty good closing scene with all the major characters that she interacts with. You know, we get a good Jim Cindy. We get a really nice scene with Brandon. Of course, Donna. We have the resolution with Kelly. And, of course, the big end with Dylan here. So we'll talk about that and how that wraps up the character. Back to the regular episode. All right. Are you ready to get into the episode? I, I think so. Kendra, you know, I watched this in the Denver airport over the weekend. I, I know you sent me a uh, you sent me a text. Our layover in the Denver airport. Ugh. Denver airport? Kind of a pit. <laughs> I'm just going to say it. Nothing to do? It's a little. I mean, there was there was some food and there were some shops and stuff, but it was just like a little run down mm. you know i've been stuck in the chicago airport and that's just like a city. isn't the denver airport the one that has like all the conspiracy theory stuff on the walls oh i didn't see that part maybe i needed to explore more maybe it's not denver hmm. well i really thought it was denver there's an airport that has like uh like every time there's like a construction place they're like is it construction or are we hiding the mole people back here oh that's funny. kind of thing no i, I really thought it was that. denver i didn't see Interesting. it i was glad that this was a double episode i didn't remember that it was but i had so much time to kill that watching this yeah. episode and taking notes on it really uh, really helped me out so let's do Good. it i'm glad all right well as you know, Donna was the head of the entertainment committee for this so. Mardi Gras festival. So which here is, it is. Which is a college thing? Yes, it's the California University Mardi, Mardi Gras, Gras festival. Mardi Gras. 
And yet, there's nothing Mardi Gras about it. Not a thing. That's what I was going to say. Not a thing. And the music, they that carnival music they play every, every single time. Single oh shot. Oh my gosh. It's like we're back to the carnival. If you want to make it Mardi Gras, you should play this as a drinking game. And every time we play that carnival music, you know, you take a shot or something because it was <laughs> brutal to listen yeah, to so many times. It was. By, by halfway through, I was like, oh my goodness. Yeah. No more carnival. Yeah. Uh, okay, so we start. David's checking the mic. He needs a mic check. He needs a mic check. I'm making him mic Donna's, check. <laughs> Donna's kind of picking on him because he keeps saying, check one, check two. And she's like making fun of him yeah. for saying that. Uh, Steve is helping the alpha people. The keg, That's their the thing, keg right? House. Keg, keg the keg house, yeah. sorry. They're doing, uh, they're filling up a mud pool. Yeah. So it's going to be like. You stand on this bar yeah. and you try and hit someone. It's, very, it's like the, American Gladiators, which would yeah, have been a big show at the time. The pool of mud. Yep. But the gang comes to get him so they can go to the hospital because Andrea, if you remember from the end of last episode, is having her baby. And this transition, this was a hard transition from like do 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 carnival music <laughs> to like a, a bad episode of ER. Like yeah, it's an yeah. instant switch and everybody's like, all right, stat, hang it, epi. <laughs> tracheotomy it was just it was so it was like you don't know how to do a medical show clearly but i, th- I thought it was funny because it gets yeah. very very serious very quickly yeah. so they're like prepping her for this c-section uh, jesse's in there with her uh the gang arrives dylan was already there brandon was already there uh we have a little exchange between kelly and dylan yeah sort of uh, like because... are we still talking what's the situation yeah, yeah. And Dylan says that he's off to see Jim and Kevin yeah. to talk about their venture. And Kelly kind of rolls her eyes yeah. and Dylan's like, do you have a problem? And she's like, not anymore. <laughs> see ya. Yeah. I still don't fully understand her her issue with Kevin. I don't think that's ever really been. Yeah. She like, just gets a vibe, I guess. I guess so. But I again, I don't feel like it's distrust. I feel like she's just irritated that this is how Dylan is spending his life now. Yeah. Well, Brandon, we learned, is taking a red eye later that day to Washington. So he missed his original flight. Yeah. He's still going to go to Washington. He just wanted to stick around until the baby was born. Yeah. Jesse comes out to say that they have had a girl. Utterly, utterly devoid of emotion or expression. He just It's a very underwhelming moment. It is. And it took me a minute to even understand that they're hearing this for the first time because he's just like, we had a child. It is a girl. (laughs) Yeah, it was like it should have been a big like I don't know why they didn't. Play Hooray! Up the, yeah, he comes out and they're all like, "What? What? What happened? What happened?" No, it's not like that at all. They're sitting no. around and he just gives this flat monotone rundown. Yeah, so very bad. strange. So bad. Uh, Steve brought a stuffed animal from the carnival for the baby. Was uh, it a kangaroo? Yes, I it think? was a kangaroo. Yeah. Uh, and we learned they have not picked a name yet uh-huh. for the baby. Mm-hmm. Jesse then pulls Brandon aside to go see Andrea, just just Brandon. Yes. And he kind of confides in him that it's going to be very touch and go. The baby was only two pounds, eight ounces. Yeah. He's having a hard time keeping his spirits up. He's very worried. You get a brief moment of personality from Jesse. Throughout this whole episode, I was just like, we've established that Jesse has like 40 people in his family. And Andrea and her parents and Grandma Rose have all sort of like their relationship is good again, but they're not even referenced. Like, Mm-mm. I get if you don't want to, but he could have been like, oh, Andrea's parents are in there with her now or something like that. There could have been yeah. some kind of reference, but nothing. Nope. Their friends are their only supporters. Yeah. yeah. I'm just, you could have saw, I hate when you could solve something like that with a throwaway line and you don't do it. Yeah. 
So Brandon goes in to see Andrea and give her some, you know, encouragement. And she says that she's not going home until the baby does. Mm -hmm. Brandon then has to leave so he can get ready for his flight. And Jesse says, say hi to Bill and Hillary. Uh At Jim's office, they are having this investment meeting with a bunch of people who are interested in investing in their microorganism venture. Kevin excuses himself to go use the bathroom and Dylan kind of follows him and they talk about like, oh, it's a lot of jargon. I don't yeah, understand too in there. Complicated. Yeah. Jim comes out and is like, hey, the company's behind you. Like you got people, they're ready to give you money yeah. for this thing. Dylan is like, yeah, I'm going to be rich. Mm-hmm. They are going to make me very rich. Jim's like, aren't you already rich? And he's like, well, yeah. you know, <laughs> you know, could be richer. Yeah. Back at the carnival, Donna and David are kind of emceeing. They're kind like of. giving announcements kind over of. the intercom. Not well. Uh, there's a there's a missing child that they have there waiting for her family. Yeah. <laughs> we see that Ariel is there looking at the stage, getting it ready for Babyface, who's coming the next day. And she then comes over and is like, oh, the stage is great. Here's the guest list. Can I get some extra parking passes? Donna is like... She is zero to I hate Ariel. She is not okay with Ariel. Yeah, it is quick. I was kind of thinking, like, did something happen? Or it's just... Because did they even... Oh, well, yeah, because she she was like, they were talking when he was playing with that other band, and she's right. like, oh, I booked you for the thing. Yeah. They, like, seem friendly. Uh, you know, and then in this, it's like she's suspicious There hasn't been Ariel. any bad blood, and then all of a sudden, there's only bad blood, and lots of it. Yeah. We see uh, the mud jousting, and it, who is it? Munch? Munch. Munch. Munch falls into the mud, and it actually, like, splashes the camera. It, yeah, it does. Funny. Yeah. And Steve is kind of picking on him and is like, oh, I'm never going to have to joust because people want to see you fall in. But then who should arrive ready to joust Steve? Oh, he's ready. But but his old nemesis, John Sears. Yeah, and this cracked me up because John Sears is like, what, did you think I'd just disappear? It was like he was talking to the audience. And I was like, yes, we did. I'm back, baby. We kind of did think you were just going to disappear, but welcome. (laughs) Yeah, so uh, he quickly knocks Steve yeah. into the mud. He's never fallen off before. Yeah. So, At the Walsh house, Brandon is packing. The whole family is, you know, oh, just Clinton did this. Just and oh, and... you're going to be the next Clinton. And... Yes, that Clinton shook hands with JFK, who we were just referencing earlier, which is true. Yes. And there's a very famous photo of the two of them shaking hands. Yeah. So Jim and Cindy leave and Brandon is like, oh, I'm not really interested in politics. I don't know how to tell them that. Yeah. Um, and they kind of have this brother, nice brother, sister yeah, moment, nice moment before he leaves. She's on her way to go see Roy Randolph, who's going to be leaving town soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they have a nice hug and yeah. she's proud of him and she what is. he's doing. Yeah. At the student union, Roy is sitting there blocking his next play. He is heading back to New York soon, but he has a proposition for Brenda. <laughs> he wants her to consider going to the Royal Academy of Dramatic Arts in London yeah. for the summer. And that's all a, it would take is a phone call that's from him. It. It's a, it's like a pretty cake thing. Like they're all set. She wouldn't have to audition. He just has to call and be like, "My crazy is ready." Crazy. And she's and like, she's like, "Can I think about yeah, it?" Yeah, but what the heck? Like, what do you you don't. You don't have a job or friends. Like, what are you doing? Just and go. this is your dream. Yeah. 
you don't have to even do anything for yeah. it. Just say yeah. yes. Um, and he's like, well, yes, you can think about it, but classes start in two weeks. Mm -hmm. So you need to like, mm -hmm. let me know. Yep. Back at the hospital, Oof. Andrea is not doing so well. Yeah. She, she like wakes up and Jesse's like, hey, are you okay? And she's like, my mouth's so dry. Long pause. Yeah. And then she's like, can I have those ice chips? And yeah. he's like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I truly can't tell if we're supposed, I think we're supposed to think Jesse's like just a good, solid guy, but that's not how it comes across. It's not. It's not. Um, so Andrea and Jesse are on two different levels here. Andrea yeah. is already thinking about names, or right. not already, but she is thinking about names. Um, and then she wants to go see the baby, and Jesse is, I think he's not wanting her to get attached, attached. because. Yeah. Which, I mean, that's a little late for that. You just had a baby. Right. You're insane. already attached that's to thing. it. Like, it's insane for her yeah. for him to think that way. So was... she has to, well, he tells her that the baby had a rough night. Yeah. Um, and that maybe they should hold off on seeing the baby. But she's like, no, I still, I want to go see the baby now. I mean, you know, grieve or process things the way you need to. But in this context with Andrea, I just don't understand why he would think that she would want to just ignore the baby in case something yeah tragic happens yeah I, for that yeah. character that makes no sense you know yeah yeah and especially because she's like no i want to right like, yeah don't try to talk her out of it right um so they do go see the baby it's a teeny tiny little baby not um, that small yeah well yeah on the smallish side and uh oh you know what i looked it up and gabrielle carteris had her baby in early may and this one uh, this one dropped may 25th so I don't know. I mean, either she had just given birth when this was out or she they were filming when she was like just right before. But so this right. whole time she has been pregnant. Right. Wow. Uh, so the baby's in one of those like containers where you can yeah. yeah stick your hand in and, and touch the baby. So she gets to do that. In Washington, D.C., Brandon meets up with the chancellor. And guess who else is there? Claire. Claire. Sing a new song. Sing a new song, Claire. Claire is there. Again, I think it's a writing issue, but they just they just give Claire the exact same dialogue every single time. Yeah. Oh, who hi Brandon. Funny seeing you here. Yeah. I just think, I love you. I just think if we were supposed to like I think it would have been interesting if there was any part of the viewer who kind of wanted them to get together or kind of wanted Brandon to just like go for it. But now it's just like She's just kind of a pathetic little weirdo. So, like, why would you want Brandon to, like, get with her? I don't get it. Right. You know? Well, guess who else is there, Nick? Who? Lucinda. Very appropriate outfit she's wearing. I oh, think. I'm so glad you said that. <laughs> because <laughs> I was like, what is she wearing yeah. to this, like, professional yeah. whatever thing that they're doing? It's like an open, it's like a tiny little shirt that's only, like, one button. Right. You can see her stomach. Yeah, it's one button like across it. her chest, and then it's just like a big open triangle. You know, she looks like Barbara Eden in I Dream of Jeannie. I and she's like at it. this professional academic conference. It's just a weird move. It's it a is. weird move. It is. You can be a strong woman who's in touch with your femininity without being unprofessional. Just a strange, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's just not um, an out. It's just like it's not a judgment call. It's just like that's not an appropriate outfit for the event. I know, but I think they did it because they're like, I'm oh, Lucinda. She's so it's just oh, okay. it's guys. It's guys writing uh, this female character. Yeah, you're that's probably what right. I was, that's what I was saying. Probably right. So yeah, Lucinda's there. Claire and Lucinda meets, 
and it's kind of a little awkward for Brandon. Yeah. And then they take a, they like both put their arms yeah. around him and take somebody, a picture. Yeah. Somebody comes in like they're like they're at a carnival or a boardwalk and is like, I want to let me get you a picture, you know. And yeah. So it's the three <laughs> of them in this picture. Yeah. Back at the Walsh house, Jim is talking to Cindy. He's a little worried about this deal with Kevin. Yeah. Brenda walks in doing a British accent. Is that what she was doing, Kendra? Because I think you oh, could that's debate. That's what she was trying to do. Yeah. Uh, Jim does a all right British it's accent. It's solid. It's decent. Yeah. Do they have an yeah. opening for Jim? <laughs> so this is uh, her segue into, hey, I want to go to London for the summer. Yeah. And she wants to pay for the expenses herself with the money she's been making working for Jim. Because I, <laughs> I forgot that she worked for I Jim. I wrote that down. That was one episode with Stuart yeah. Carson, the first time we meet Larry Carson, like 25 episodes ago. But apparently it's been happening all along and she's made yeah. enough money to pay for a semester in London. Yeah. Yep. Jim, Jim is a generous employer. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, Jim and Cindy are like, all right, go do it. Yeah. We support you. Yep. At the carnival, Deshaun is Deshaun is in the dunk tank. Very funny the whole time. Anytime Deshaun's on the screen, he's hilarious. I feel yeah. like, and especially and, this uh, episode. No, everyone's having trouble dunking him, but Donna throws the winning throw. Yeah, dunks him, and it's a funny little moment there. It is. You know what's funny? In the last episode, you were talking about how Donna was wearing like a halter top and and like just a very much more of an early like season one provocative Donna outfit. This time, she is dressed like a church mom. Yeah, yeah. She's got like, it's like this frumpy pink sweat. Over a frumpy pink polo shirt and mom yeah. jeans. I don't know what's happening with her. I don't either. It's not a good Maybe look. they were trying to like make more of a contrast between Ariel. Oh, and I think Donna. so. I think so, but it's it's very ham fisted. And I'm yeah, a vegetarian. <laughs> um so Donna now is going to meet the girls for a late breakfast. Yeah. And uh after she leaves, Ariel runs up. Oh, David, I David, was looking for you. I have crimped hair. She wants to <laughs> She wants to go get something to eat with him, mm-hmm. uh, which he agrees to. They like go get a hot dog and then Donna comes back and is like, oh, you forgot your sunglasses. Yeah. And it, they like, you know, get, they give each other the eyes. Yes, they do. The suspicious eyes. I don't think David handles the situation well. No. Of course. David is pond scum, as we're learning. <laughs> I forgot. I forgot that was <laughs> But your... then they, like, seductively eat. She, like, seductively yeah, eats her hot dog. Yeah, she takes a bite of the hot dog. Yep. Yeah, it's gross. Donna goes to meet up with the girls. Brenda tells them about London. And Donna, she doesn't want to eat now because she's all blah about Ariel. And Kelly and Brenda are just like, you can't get jealous of every girl he talks to. Like, it's, it's fine. He loves you. Nothing's going to happen. Right nothing's gonna happen they also comment about like after everything they've been through kelly and brenda are right where they started yeah without dylan that's right (laughs) just friends just buddies then we go to i i guess they got married did they do like a courthouse marriage kevin and suzanne and 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 now they're just like eating at a restaurant it it must be because this is not the wedding that they're at no so yeah i think that's what happened i think they just like did a courthouse thing and now they're just eating at a fancy i think so yeah restaurant yeah because they're she's wearing like a like a white kind of like suit a suit suit dress yeah Yeah, but it's you know like a blazer over a skirt kind of an outfit yeah kevin and dylan are talking about his dad yeah talk about jack a little bit and what a what a big heart he had according to kevin 
Yeah. And Kevin says it's fate that brought them together. Or something. Something brought them together. Uh Uh-huh. Something. Mentions this mentions this deal that he's doing with Jim and Kevin kind of floats that, you know, maybe they should not bring anyone else in and Mm. just do it the two of them. There's more risk that way, you know, no securities or but did you see how they were just drooling sure. over the idea? Sure. This is definitely going to make us money. And if both Kevin and Dylan are trustworthy people, yeah, <laughs> why not? You know, It'll be fine. Yeah. So he floats that out there. Dylan says, "I I think when when Suzanne comes back and it's like, are you talking business on my wedding?" Dylan says, "You popped me. What? Yeah. What does that, what does that mean? mean? I I wondered what it meant too. You, you popped, popped me." me. <laughs> Let's bring it back. Yeah, okay. You popped me. You popped me. Uh, all right. Then we go back to the carnival for a quick scene. Steve runs into Celeste. <gasps> yeah. She is dating a hot oh, guy. She such says a dream boat. he is so hot. Great hair, great body, great personality. Yeah. Well, guess who it is? Who is it, Kendra? John freaking Sears. No. No. John Sears. Yeah. Dating Celeste. Yeah. That's a that's a twist. Did you see that one coming? I did not. Well, yeah. when as soon as she started being like, oh, I'm dating this guy, uh, I was like, I bet it's John Sears. Uh, I bet. Back to Washington. Well, John, Brandon... Sears, but John, John Sears shows up in that scene. And he's yeah. like, hi, Stevie. Oh, Bye, sorry. Stevie. I guess I implied that, but yeah. I didn't actually Yeah, but say I mean, he's yes. sort of, right away, he's like being a jerk to Steve. And oh, Celeste yeah. is kind of like, oh, okay. Like, I thought yeah. she'd have more of a reaction to like, oh, you guys know each other or something, but... Part of me thinks she knows because later on it seems like they're both like, huh, Steve did us wrong and now we're getting back at him kind I, of thing. Yeah, I didn't understand it because they were together during the during the whole time. Like right. that was when Steve and Celeste were together. So it just seems like I didn't get the impression that Celeste was trying to like twist the knife on Steve though. At least I think not on purpose. I think it just kind of for her is like a Cherry yeah, on but, top but her thing. talking about like what a what a hot gorgeous guy he is if she knows that this is the person that caused steve so much trouble that's like super cold of her yeah. and that seems out of character so i felt like in the early scene she didn't know but then later it did kind of seem like she was aware so a little confusing yeah i don't know it, yeah. yeah it was a little confusing back in washington brandon says goodbye to the to Dean Trimble and the Chancellor, yeah. he is going to go rest for a few minutes before he gives his big speech. Goes back up to his hotel room, and I, I really thought when he turned the corner there was going to be somebody on his bed, yep. but there was, yep. there wasn't. Uh, so he's like taking his shoes off, and we heard hear the shower turn uh-huh. on. Uh-huh. Goes in the bathroom. There's underwear all over the yep. floor, and uh, Claire is in the shower. Yeah, and uh, he's, you know. The way he treats her, he's like, yeah. what are you doing in there? Yeah. Get out of the shower. Yeah. yeah. So she then comes out. She's like walking around in a robe. And he's like, what if I had come back here with your father? And she's like, oh, I didn't even like think about that. Right. Yeah. A very plausible thing that yeah. could have happened. Yeah, could have. So she wants him to relax, just have fun, go give your speech, and then come back and be with me, baby. Yep. And he's like, fine. Yeah. Yeah. He's Let's like, you know it. what? let's just make this happen. So they let's make out a little it. bit like, yeah. you know, Brandon does his like dump truck kiss. And, <laughs> and then he's like, don't go anywhere. Yeah, do me a favor. Don't go anywhere. She's like, I'll be ah, back. Hooray. Ah, hooray. We're going to do it. 
<laughs> yeah. At the uh, back of the hospital, Steve is talking with Kelly. He's worried about Celeste hanging out with gross John Sears. He also says he's grossed out by premature babies. So yeah. He's worried. That so was he's a, worried about what to say. That to was Andrea. a very real conversation, and I appreciated it. That yeah. he, he's just like, I don't want to say anything. Like He's like, am I supposed to say it's cute when it's like a tiny, weird little thing? Yeah. I thought that was really funny. I do not buy Kelly's reaction to Celeste being with John Sears. Yeah. Not Especially at all. because she was like with John Sears. Right. I think she would be more protective. Yeah. Well, as I mean, well. he got a little rapey with her. Yeah. Also, and I mean, more than a little. Well, yeah, but I mean, like that's what I mean. It's not just like he was a jerk and they had a bad breakup. Like he is dangerous. Yeah. You know, like mm-hmm. she should. So it's weird to me that that never, that never plays out with Kelly and Celeste. Like Kelly is never a part of it. And I think that's bizarre. I know it's not her later that tells right Celeste. And there's yeah. also no interaction between Kelly and John, which yeah. I think just like, you know, structurally that's weird. Yeah. They go to Andrea's room and kind of walk in on an argument between Andrea and Jesse, but they still are invited in. And Andrea wants Steve to just take Jesse away. Yeah. Take him for a walk. Get out of here. Yep. Take him, take him somewhere else. And she uh, asked Kelly to come see the baby with her. Yeah. And this, I'm glad we finally had this, but this whole time I've been thinking it's weird that after everything they went through with like talking about the abortion and all the secrets, you know, that she and Kelly had, like Kelly was such a major part of this pregnancy in the beginning. It's been weird that Donna has been the one the whole time who's been like yeah. there. Like it really, again, story-wise should have been Kelly. That would have made much more sense. Yeah, you're right. I so didn't even think about that. kind of nice at this point that we have some Andrea Kelly, but it also makes it more like noticeable, at least to me, that we haven't been doing this all along. So I just thought that was a little strange. Mm. Yeah, good point. Back at the carnival, Dylan has brought Erica to the carnival and she's uh, doing all sorts of, she's like doing this like rope climb and there's like a, you know, inflatable underneath her. So she keeps falling off. It's it's the classic carnival game with the ladder that, the the rope ladder that spins. Yep. Yeah. So she's having fun with that. Uh, They run into the Walshes who are also there and Jim kind of pulls Dylan aside and is like, oh, has Kevin said anything to you about this deal? Because I'm getting a lot of pressure from these guys who want to do this deal. And Dylan is like, no, hasn't said anything. He's on his honeymoon. I think is cold. I don't understand why Dylan is not being forthright with Jim. I don't. I don't get why he's keeping things from Jim. I don't get why he'd want to do that at all, honestly. Yeah, I don't either. Back at the hospital, Kelly and Andrea go to look at the baby who we learn is doing much better. So that's good. Yep. And they are thinking of maybe naming her Hannah. Mm-hmm. And um, Jesse won't, he's just like, he's not handling yeah. it at no. all no. is his thing. She said he won't even put the name on the birth certificate mm-hmm. Ooh, um, because I think he's just not wanting yeah, to that's... get attached. Hello, weird. Yeah. Steve and Jesse are, I guess they're like downstairs having some lunch uh, at the hospital. And Jesse just is, he feels like he's living a nightmare. He mm-hmm. says like they went from dating to being married, to having a baby, yeah. to now dealing with all this stuff with the baby. 
and he yeah. feels like he didn't even have time to get to know yeah. Andrea. He says, I want to take her around the world. I wanted to get to know her, and, like, here we are. Again, nice to get a little bit of context for what's going on with Jesse, but it's just, it's too little. It's not enough. You need more. Yeah. But I do um, like Steve's response. You know, he's very like, well, hey, man, I know her. She's great. She's fun. She's a good kisser. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. I definitely forgot about that. And, yeah, Jesse's like, you kissed my wife. And he was like, just once. But it reminded me, I I mean, as we were watching it, I knew it was never going to happen. But I still wanted the Steve Andrea thing to happen. Mm. I think that would have been such a good story to go into. I you think know? so, too. I, really think I think it could have been fun. Yeah, they could have gotten a lot out of that. I, and it certainly would have been better for Andrea than to just have her pining over Brandon for years. And then, yeah. like, all of a sudden be pregnant. Just a yeah. weird trajectory. Yeah. <laughs> so Kelly is wheeling Andrea back to her room and she tells Andrea that she broke up with Dylan and that she is better than okay because she has her sights set on somebody else. Mm. The big uh, big bry guy, Br yeah. Brandon. Yeah, That's bry not, guy. No one ever calls him that. No, they don't. They don't. That doesn't make sense. I feel like Andrea should have been, she should have had just a moment of jealousy there, I think. Mm. Even just like if it's after the fact and we get kind of a look of Andrea being like wistful or something. She says something about like, oh, we got farther than I ever got with yeah, him. Yeah, and she says like, it's nothing's crazy about having feelings for Brandon, especially if like he reciprocates them or something. But I feel like it would have been nice to see a flash of that like season one Andrea that mm. just had a moment of, I don't know, regret or wistfulness, but we don't get it. She's got too much on her mind. She does. You're right. Back at the carnival, teeny tiny little scene between Donna and David. Donna is mad at David because he was supposed to meet up with her and then he never did. And he kind of is like, oh, well, I was doing this. I was doing this. I was doing this. And she's like, well, what about Ariel? And he's like, oh, she left hours ago. So let's go get some food. So that's what they do. That's it. Yep. Back in Washington, Brandon did very well on his speech. He's getting claps <laughs> from everyone down the it. hall. And again, yeah. like like Cat on a Hot Tin Roof, we don't even see a second of it. No. It's just no. like, yeah, that speech really changed the course of academics. <laughs> he gets in the elevator with the chancellor and the dean, and they, you know, clap him up. They're very, yeah. very pleased with how he did congratulatory yeah um the chancellor then asked him if he's seen claire and he's like oh, who's what claire who who's that when? no i mean later no. earlier i did <laughs> <laughs> lucinda then joins the elevator and it's it's a little awkward like even oh, dean yes. trimble can like feel the dean, awkwardness dean trimble has a reaction shot that killed me i wrote it down because it was so funny because Brandon is just openly hostile towards Lucinda and she's just yeah. openly doing her like, you know, sex kitten thing on Brandon. And the chancellor seems oblivious, but Dean Trimble is like, mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So the chancellor and, D and the Dean get off the elevator and Lucinda is like, Oh, I'm going to your floor because I have, she had said that she had a friend staying at the hotel Yeah, and he's Brandon's like, Oh, what floor is your friend on? And, it's like his floor. Yeah, she it's, looks he, at, it's him. He's the friend. She looks at which button is lit up. Yeah. Yeah. So she immediately is all oh, over him. She's all over him. Recounting all, all the places him. that they did it. They did it lots of places, Kendra, but you know where they never did it? Not in an elevator. Not in an elevator. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So they walk to his room and he's like, I can't. I already got somebody in here. Yeah. And she's like, ha ha. He knocks on the door and Claire answers in her robe. Uh-huh. 
and it's like it, it seems like he thinks it's funny right but i don't know they're kind of like oh hi yeah i would think he wouldn't want lucinda to know that the chancellor's daughter was right. in his hotel I, room. yeah i would kind of think that too yeah but so claire awkwardly invites lucinda to come to dinner with, with the chancellor the yeah. chancellor that night yep so and she at will. dinner she accepts at dinner they oh. are oh my gosh discussing uh impressionism yeah but we see underneath the table claire starts touching brandon's leg yeah leg let's say and, leg <laughs> and lucinda starts touching his other leg yeah. and it's just this like funny scene of he's trying to like have conversations yeah. and order his food but yeah they're like both massaging his upper thigh right his thigh and yeah. it's it is a very funny scene. I think Jason Priestley plays it really well. Like it's yeah. it's very funny, and he keeps like getting things wrong. He's like, "Where's the house? What <laughs> art?" And they're like, "What?" <laughs> it's pretty funny. Yeah, it pretty is funny. funny. All right, so back at the carnival, doo, 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 doo. <laughs> it is it's nighttime now. Uh huh. Steve is in the dunk tank now, and um, Erica is still there with Dylan, and she sees a cute boy and wants to go meet this cute boy. So Brenda takes her to Donna, who takes her to meet the cute boy because she knows the boy's sister or something. Right. It's it's Leslie's brother, right? Leslie from oh, the... they did say Leslie. I don't yes. think we ever see her, but that's what they say. It's Leslie's little brother. Yes. Um, David is like, hey, here's your chance to get back at Steve for anything he's ever done to you. He's mm -hmm. in the dunk tank. Uh, but instead, Brenda takes Dylan to the Ferris wheel. Which yeah. she says is a metaphor for their relationship. Yep. Just when they get to the top, the bottom drops out. <laughs> and I, look, uh, I have to say, by the time the Dylan Brenda thing was over and done with, I was so ready to not have those scenes anymore. But I was kind of in it when yeah. they had when they had some old school scenes. I've been here. a I've it. been a little in it. Yeah, yeah, too. yeah. Little in it. So he uh, she tells him about London, and they have this like, "Oh, I'll miss you, hug," kind of moment. Yeah. Back in Washington, the dinner is over. As they're leaving, Lucinda's like, leave your door unlocked. I'll be up in a minute. Yeah, yeah. And then she's, Claire is like, leave gonna... your door unlocked. I'll be up in a minute. Yeah, they both want to drop some microorganisms into Brandon's ocean. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. And uh, Brandon goes to the concierge and is like, I need a different room. Please provide. <laughs> so funny. And the guy's like, why is there a problem? And he was like, no, but if, there will be if you don't find me a different place to sleep. And the Pretty guy's funny. like, oh, I know what you're talking about. Yep. Classic two girls oh, trying yeah. to come see a oh, yeah. situation. Yeah, only two so far. Yeah. Back at the carnival, John uh, keeps dunking Steve uh -huh. in the dunk tank. He's having a ton of fun. The time of his life. Uh, just... Rowan baseballs dunk dunk dunk, dunk, dunk yeah. after dunk and this is where celeste seems to be it seems like they're in on it together because john is like what do you want to do celeste and she's like oh keep dunking him and he's yeah. like okay so i don't know yeah, uh and i don't know again it sort of feels like maybe she doesn't understand the amount of bad blood between them i just don't think she's been a vindictive character so yeah no i don't know i it's think weird. she's having she's she's doing it in like a fun yeah light-hearted kind of way right. but so she finally like is like oh i'm hungry let's go eat and as they're walking away steve is like you know you're hanging out with a real sleaze ball mm -hmm. and he dunks him one more time one more time for good measure yep 
back in Washington, he's dreaming. Brandon's dreaming. Yeah. But both Luc- he's like in bed. Lucinda and Claire are laying on either side of him talking about like, oh, we t- we tired him out yeah. and blah, blah, blah. Let's wake him up by kissing his ears or whatever. Yeah. Um, and Lucinda does some of her like, well, the tribes of blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Did you for a minute think it was real or did you know right away that it was fake? I, I assumed it was fake. I uh-huh. think there was like a second in the middle. Yeah. Where I was like, this is going, this is detailed and going I, on for I, yeah, a long that's time. What, when Lucinda starts in on her stuff, it sort of feels like, hmm. Yes, but it is a dream. And Brandon wakes up to room service. Uh-huh. And uh, funny reaction ordered... shot to him, like shooting straight up and being yeah. like, what? Like his hair's all messed up. <laughs> very funny. It was very, had like a Ferris bueller kind of vibe to it. Uh, and who ordered the room service, Nick? It wasn't oh. Brandon. No, he didn't order any. It was Kelly. Yeah. Kelly Taylor is there to eat some mm-hmm, uh, room service mm-hmm. with him. And uh, he is so happy Thrilled. that she is there. He's very happy. Yeah. He's very happy to see her. He's going to take her sightseeing. Lucinda and Claire are at the desk trying to figure out where yeah, he is. They're just teaming up. They it's can't a find straight him. Straight up villain team up. And then they see. Brandon and Kelly leaving the hotel right. together. Yeah. And they kind of make it seem like they're going to follow them. But I guess they just go get breakfast on their own. they're just like BFFs now, yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. because they're like, well, maybe he maybe he checked out or is under a different name. And they're like, well, why would he be wanting to avoid us? Then they see Kelly, you know. Yeah. But yeah, she's like, have you had breakfast? And Claire's like, no. And they run off together. Yeah. Back at the carnival. Do, 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 do. <laughs> Babyface is doing his sound check, and his second keyboardist oh, is a no-show. The Do we know one, anyone who can play the piano? One. Darn it. Yeah, I know. So Ariel pulls David on the stage yeah. and asks him to do the sound check. Yeah. He knows all of the songs. Of course. So, so that works. Steve then comes up and is talking with Donna about, like, oh, this is great. You did a great job with this. And... Uh, oh, look, David's on the stage. How would he do that? David's doing such a weird, like, piano bounce as he plays, too. Yeah. He looked animatronic. <laughs> um, Babyface then asked David to just play yeah. the show. Yeah. Because his second keyboardist didn't show up. He then is so excited. He gives Ariel a big hug. And they're they're very, you know. Touchy. It's a big hug. It is a big and hug. And Steve is like, oh, who's that with David? And Donna tells him off. <laughs> she says, go to hell, Steve, which I thought yep. was a little harsh. It shocked me. Yeah, I thought, I mean, Steve doesn't know. You yeah. Know? But Steve is just like, he has no reaction no, he to he's it. he's just like, yeah, it's pretty funny. <laughs> Back in Washington, he's showing Kelly around, uh, telling her how he got emotional passing the White House when he first got here. Yeah. And... Kelly's talking about like, I don't know what I want. Do I follow these feelings I have right. for you, Brandon? Or do I just stay friends with you? Yeah. I don't know. Because they're like, we're such good friends. And I'm like, are you though? They've. I feel like they've been laying some groundwork. They they've have. had a lot of scenes by yeah, themselves. Yeah, they've been getting there. And then there's this funny like moment where the camera pulls back and the music swells because they're talking about they're talking about mr smith goes to washington which is like you know what this the title of this is a right. play on and he's like how would frank capra film this scene and so they they play with that a little bit i thought it was a very funny scene it was very atypical for 90210 the way that scene played out like yep and the their, camera... their chemistry their chemistry is good they've always had good chemistry yep back at the hospital 
um, Jesse's, they're kind of talking about how his plans are on hold now. Like he was supposed to go to San Francisco to do this internship. That's on hold. And I think that's a mistake. Like, I don't know. Like Andrea doesn't have a job. She's a college student. You have a preemie baby and he's going to give up like his career. It just seems like maybe not the best move to make Jesse. Yeah. And she wonders if, you know, things will ever be normal again. And he's like, oh, it'll be a different kind of normal. Yeah. At that moment, there's a baby emergency in the the preemie room. Uh, It's not their baby, um, but another baby is, um, you know, going into, I don't know what's happening. um, But the doctors are rushing around. And Jesse is like, oh, I'm so glad. Like, I feel bad, but I'm glad it's not Hannah. Yeah, yeah. And like, don't he's say like, it. Everybody's yeah. thinking it. You don't have to say it. Yeah. But she, Andrea's happy because this is the first time that he's said her name. Right. And then Jesse starts crying. Yeah. And he's like, I don't want to lose her. Which, that was like a good moment it of was. emotion. I, I, I don't know that he pulled off the cry, but it was no, nice to see. No, not quite. It was nice to see a little bit of feeling from him. Yeah. Back at the Walsh house, Cindy, oh, oh. Yeah. <laughs> Cindy and uh, Brenda are dusting off her traveling trunk, yeah. which has gone with her I'm many sorry. places. Now, is she taking a steamership to uh, yeah, London? Is that the plan? I know. They're pulling out this trunk, and I was like, "It." I guess. Uh, yeah. I guess th- this is yeah. how you do it. Sure. I mean, that, that weighs 60 pounds on its own, but I guess if you're going to <laughs> London on the time. Titanic, then sure. <laughs> And Cindy is kind of talking about like she doesn't go anywhere, yeah. and Brenda's so brave for for going places and doing all these things she wants to do. Yeah. Dylan comes over to see Jim and tells him, <laughs> "Sorry, Walsh, uh, you're out of the deal." Yeah, which is not cool. No, which is it's not, not cool. cool. I mean, Jim is royally pissed, and I was kind of on his side for this. Yeah, I mean, he's like, this is a professional embarrassment. Yeah. Like, I got these guys to invest, and yeah. now you're pulling out. He's like, you begged me to do this. You we, you came over on a Sunday, and we worked this out, and now you're doing it. And he's like, you don't know how to do this. You don't have relationships with banks. You don't know how to, like, fund a project. It's all true, too. It is true. And Jim's like, you do this on your own. There's no, like, we have contingencies built in, safeguards. Like, all this stuff is going to protect you. And Dylan's like, I don't care, bro. You know? So stupid. So Dylan does what he does has done several times before where he's like, hey, if you don't want to manage my money, man, yeah. then you can be out. And Jim's like, you know what? I am out. See ya. Yeah. Go do what you want with your own money because yeah. you're not my client anymore. He's like, every time you get mad at me, you've threatened to fire me. And well, guess what? I'm firing you. We're done. Yeah. It's like you can go into any bank, withdraw Good all of your Jim. money tomorrow. I couldn't. Really... I mean, he's gonna feel horrible. <laughs> yeah, I, I assume probably in the will. coming episode. Probably right? will. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Back at the carnival, <laughs> John. John is back. <laughs> John is back. He wants to uh, duel with Steve again at the mud pit. I need to. And... I need to know. I need to know why it's everybody's plans to go to this carnival every single day. It's I not, think it's only been two days. It's multiple though. days, though. There's multiple costume changes at this point, and I just yeah, need to I understand. feel like it's only been like this is only the second day, though. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, Celeste walks away because she's like, oh, "I'm not watching you guys do this." Yeah. 
And Steve is like, you're just dating her to get back at me. Yeah. And he's like, no, I'm dating her because she's good in the sack. Which uh, then, you know, obviously makes Steve mad. So they make this bet. If he knocks John into the mud, he has to stay away from Celeste. Uh And if he knocks Steve into the mud, Steve has to give up the keg house. I hate stuff like this where it's like, if I win, you don't get to be with her. like she can make that decision. Yes, I think she can. So you wouldn't that. you wouldn't be flattered, Kendra, if two men were deciding your fate in a physical no. competition. No, okay. I would not. All right. This is just like a losing bet for Steve. Right. He has everything to lose. Right. He does. Yeah, he does. <laughs> yep. But anyway, so Brenda and Don are having fun. They're taking pictures at, you know, one of those stand up yeah. things where you put your face in. <laughs> Donna was in like a, a woman in a bikini and Brenda was like a gorilla that was holding yeah. the woman in the bikini. But in the cutout, the woman is tweaking the nipple of the gorilla. Did you notice that? <laughs> and no. I'm like, why? I didn't notice that. It's like that. a King Kong thing. I guess like because it's you know he's got like a woman under his arm but she's like reaching out and tweaking his nipple and i just that is so funny i did not notice that a weird picture it's gonna make is all so brenda and donna then run into celeste and they're like hey has anyone actually talked to you about john because we have a few things that we need to tell you why is it not kelly like brenda wasn't involved in that at all donna was at least involved but brenda wasn't even a part of it yeah so they apparently fill her in. They go back to the mud pit. They've oh been gosh. up there fighting for 10 minutes. So the girls decide, hey, yeah. we're going to distract John yeah. so Steve can win. Yes, John's punishment is they're all going to show him their boobs. <laughs> That'll show him. Yeah. So that's, yeah, they, they're they like, hey, John. And then they rip their shirts open. Yeah. And I was shocked. <laughs> yeah. I really was. Yeah. I did yeah. not think we were going to see their bras, yeah. but we did. Yeah. So, yeah. And so Steve knocks him in. Yeah. That'll teach him. Victorious. That'll that'll teach him. Yeah. He's got to change his ways. Otherwise, people are going to keep showing him their boobs. <laughs> well, it was Mardi Gras. Do you think that's why they Maybe. did it? Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Um, and then Steve and Celeste kind of share this. I don't know. He looks mad at Celeste. Yeah. But Steve, but Celeste is kind of like, hey, had you back there. Yeah. You're welcome. Yep kind of look weird choice yeah later we get um it's nighttime and we just watch babyface sing for a yeah. little bit yeah Dave, it's Dave funny playing because babyface at one point goes up to the saxophonist and is like yeah saxophone go go there is not a note of saxophone in the track which is yeah. really funny because <laughs> you'd think it would be like a you know like a saxophone solo or something nothing <laughs> And I thought for a minute, like, well, maybe we're not hearing the right music. But no, because he's singing. He's singing, like, babyface songs. Yeah. So, all right. I don't know. Back in Washington, Kelly uh, and Brandon in bed. Did it. They did. They did it. I well, was kind I of surprised they went they straight it. to that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, they, they did. You, for you sure. sure? You're sure about it? Oh, okay. for sure. Okay. So, um... Kelly, he wants Kelly to come tomorrow when he meets the president. So then he like calls the chancellor and is yeah. like, "Oh, can we get Kelly some uh, some clearance to come to the event tomorrow?" Yeah, yeah. And uh, <laughs> he's like, "Do you think we can get it done?" And I'm like, "No, no, you can't get like clearance to go inside the White House in like the <laughs> middle of the night, the day before the event. No, you can't get it done. It's a well, no." Well, he does. Okay. So obviously they sure, can. Sure. So yeah, flirty, flirty, kissy, kissy, bedtimes. Mm-hmm. 
Back at the carnival, Donna and Brenda are looking for David. <laughs> In kind of a panic, they're yeah. like running around like, yeah. where's David? David! <laughs> um, so they talk to this guy. He says they're either at the limos or they're in the changing room. Uh-huh. So Brenda goes to look in the changing room. Donna goes to the limos and she finds two limo drivers and they're like, oh yeah, they're over there. She knocks on the window and we see that David Ariel is on top of David. Yeah. Like they are in the middle of it. There is a lot of skin in this. A lot. In this, like a lot of. I don't know how it got past censors. There's so much skin. A lot. In and apparently they're in the middle of the deed because yeah. later on she talks about like, oh, you're not a virgin anymore. Right. I mean, he's like pulling his pants back on. Yeah. 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 They they were doing it. <laughs> so. I just want to. Be so clear. they're now they're like scrambling to get dressed. He like kind of rolls the window down a little bit and is like, hey, Donna. Oh, you want to come inside? Okay. Yeah. He rolls it back up and she gets in the car. I don't know why he would let her in the car. I don't but... I don't know why he answered. I mean, obviously I he's not opposed to like lying to Donna or making her look like yeah. an idiot. All the windows are blacked out. Just don't say anything. Just don't say anything. Yeah. Or just get out of the car and walk away with her. Like there's so many devious things he could have done and he just like lets her get in the sex car with him yeah. and Ariel. Yeah, so she gets in, she sees Ariel, she sees the condom wrapper on the floor, yeah. and slowly, like, realizes, yeah. and then uh, runs away. Yeah. Brutal. Poor, it is a poor brutal, Donna. Brutal scene. Yeah. And then David gets out just wearing a vest with no shirt, and I'm yeah. never, ugh, ugh, <laughs> so gross. Back at the Walsh house, I, I think it's, yeah, it is the Walsh house. It is, because, yeah. Because, uh, Brenda's stuffed animals are there but so Donna has come there to you know cry and be with Brenda yeah Um, and and Donna's like I thought we were so happy and I was like what show have you been watching since when yeah when was the last time you guys were happy season two maybe yeah (laughs) so she's like maybe I should have just slept with him and she and Brenda's like if you had known he was gonna sleep with her would that have changed your mind about sleeping with him right yeah if Donna says no yeah I, yeah, so Brenda is basically like, you know, you need to stick with what you believe. Right. Like, don't let this sway your right. beliefs about sex. Like, if you don't want to do it, then you shouldn't do it. And if he couldn't handle it, that's his problem. But poor Donna, she's like, I don't want to be lonely. And uh, she says that Brenda's her best friend. Yeah. Brenda lets her sleep with Mr. Pony for nice, the night. Nice call back to Mr. Pony, yeah. And then they both say, I love you to each other. Yeah. So she makes her feel a little better. They're uh-huh. like kind of smiling by the end of the scene. Back at the hospital, the baby has gained another ounce. So that's good. Andrea is leaving. Um, she said she wasn't going to, but it is time for her to check out of the hospital. And, you know, they're going to keep coming back, but the baby has to stay. Yeah. For a little bit. Yep. Back at the Walsh house, they are watching the news because Brandon's on TV. The president is giving his speech and it really did. I thought maybe they used actual Bill yeah. Clinton footage I think it's for that com- one part. I think it's a composite because I think the words you hear really are Clinton. And I think you see an image of him, but when Brandon is shaking his hand, it's very clearly not Bill Clinton. So I it's think that's definitely somebody else. I think else. that's yeah. what it is. So they are, you know, they're watching this and they're watching at the Walsh house. They're watching at the peach pit. As Nat says, I don't know if I'll ever have a son, but if I don't, Brandon will do just fine. Yeah. Nat, planning on having a son? Maybe. Maybe. (laughs) 
Steve thinks he sees Kelly on TV. Steve is so scruffy. Did you notice that? Like he's yeah, he's dressed. He's not the- does he have like a beanie? He's on his got. Head? I think he's got like a baseball, like a backward baseball hat, and he's dressed very casually, but also like he is unshaven. Yeah. And it was like I just I didn't understand it was a why. Different look. Yeah, it, it was, was a different was look than the rest of the episode. He's the only one that sees Kelly. Yeah. Though. Yeah, and Dylan's like, "What would Kelly be doing in Washington?" You know. Yeah. Because he says that, and Dylan like looks around, like, "Where's Kelly?" Yeah. So then we see Brandon shake the president's hand for. I want to say a good Forever. 20 minutes. A Forever. good 20 minutes. They're just smiling and handshaking. And Jim and Cindy are, you know, over the moon about it, which I guess makes Brenda sad. It, like, zooms in on Brenda's face, yeah. and she's like, oh. Yeah, I think they're so proud of Brandon, and they're just like, whatever about Brenda. Guys, there's still, like, huge amounts left to this episode. <laughs> <laughs> We're at an hour, but stick with us. Okay, so then we go to whatever office they're at. Kevin and Dylan are signing papers to I think that, do I think whatever this is. They're just they're at doing. like a bank. Because oh, it's now, a bank. Now okay. Dylan has freedom to draw the money, yeah. Yeah, so what has he done now? I don't know. How that's, does Kevin have access to his bank accounts? That's what I was wondering too, because it, I don't, it's unclear. It's almost like he just added Kevin's name to his own bank account or like. Which would be crazy. It would be crazy. Or, I mean, the only thing that makes sense would be that Dylan like donates money to like Kevin's project, but it really doesn't make sense. It seems like what happened is, is Dylan has just signed something that says that Kevin has access to all of his money. That's what it seems like to me. That is what it seems like, and that is insane. I, I mean, even Dylan would have to know how insane that is. And I would think, like, unless they... I mean, it does look like kind of a skeevy bank, but I would say even, like, a banker would be like, uh, you know... <laughs> Maybe let's talk about this, this for a second. I don't know how this is supposed to go. I just think that some professional would have been like, just so you were clear, and it doesn't seem like that happens. It makes no so sense. So they're, like, they're partners now. It sense for Dylan to do this. I don't... Yeah. I don't understand. Even if they would have played up like a paternal thing with Kevin, which they have not done. I think that's the obvious thing to do. And they still, like, if Dylan's issue was he wants he and Kevin to be the ones who make the most money, I feel like they could have worked it out where he had, they have like an 80% share in the company and everyone else has a 20% share in the company. Yeah, still go through Jim, but just say, we don't want any other stakeholders involved in this. Yeah. they. I, I think they're well within their rights to do that. I don't. It's a big jump for Dylan to do this. Yeah. But uh, Kevin's like, hey, we're partners now. And he's like, yeah, we are. Let's hug. Yeah. So they hug. And as they're leaving the office, Kevin's talking about he's going to go look at properties or whatever. And Dylan's like, oh, well, should I come? And Kevin's like, no, I'll let you know if I find something. No need. So Dylan drives off. Kevin acts like he's going to his car. But doesn't. Okay. And this is where, when they were leaving the building, I was like, this is where he gets hit by a car. Oh, I was like, something's about to happen. Okay. Either he's going to get hit by a car or something. This is my question for you. Like, at no point did you start to suspect Kevin? I don't think I ever fully trusted. Oh, you didn't? Okay. I was was on board with Suzanne. I had finally come around to Suzanne. Yeah. But I don't think I ever fully trusted Kevin. Okay. All right. So, Kevin goes to a different car, and who is in that car but Suzanne? Sort of. I and mean, she's 
the whole time we've seen Suzanne, Suzanne, she's been like, well, gosh, Dylan, I just want to work at the Peach Pit. And Kevin comes around, and she's yeah. like, so where's the money, see? we got to get the money and get out of here, Kevin. Like an it's a very it's a her. it's a shocking moment. It is. Yeah. I was I was surprised that Suzanne was in on it yeah. the whole time. Yeah. So yeah, so he's like, "Hey, we're good to go, baby. Now we just got to take care of Erica." Yeah. Yeah. And uh make a withdrawal and here we go. She's like, well, when he's nervous about Erica like whatever, doing some causing some problem. She's like, "I haven't set this up for 8 months just to like get messed yeah, up." Yeah, she now. says that later. Yeah. Oh, uh, it's later. Okay, yeah, okay. 8 months. 8 months. Yeah. That's the long con. It really man. is. <sighs> okay, so at Kelly Donna David's, oh we have gosh. this blow up between David and Donna. David is such an idiot. Such a stupid slime ball. Yeah, he's like wanting forgiveness. Sort and he's of. like, what was I supposed to do? Yeah. She was right there. How yeah. could I say no? He says it. He says it was right there. His defense is basically like, I was fine not having sex when there was no one that I could have sex with. But as soon as it was an option, I took it. What else would I do? And it's just like, how? Like, that's not a defense. You're just saying, look, I never had the opportunity to cheat on you before. And now that I did, I did yeah. it. So she asks him, was that your first time? And he says, no, but only with Ariel. So they've done it before. He's been cheating on her. This is not the first time. Yeah. Yes. And He's I, cheated on her previously. I have not gotten that impression. And that's why I kind of wondered if, because he says it's not the first time he's had, no, it's not his first, it's not the first time he's had sex. But he's only had sex with Ariel. Right. Is what he says, right? Yes. Just to, just to be clear. Okay. Yes. Was the scene earlier where Donna was like, we were supposed to meet and I couldn't find you. That's was... what I thought. Because that's the only thing that really makes that scene matter. It's never expressly said, but I don't get the impression that this has been going on for like weeks or something. No, I think it was that scene where it she was, was like, you're supposed to meet me. Where so were you? So it was like you? during the day. Okay. Yeah. I All think right. so. So, yeah, she's like, you're not sorry. You're just sorry you got caught. Get out. Yeah. Tells him to get out. Yep. And he goes. And I don't know how you recover his character, but here, here we yeah. are. Oh, I mean, I guess they have to make both Donna and Ariel crazy. Isn't yeah. that how? That seems to be Isn't that the, how uh... we rehabilitate the men in the yeah. series? We make the women insane? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, she was crazy the whole time. Yeah. Ariel had a gun on me. <laughs> Donna wouldn't have sex with me. I mean, who does that? Because she was crazy. <laughs> uh, okay, so Kevin and Suzanne and Erica are fleeing the country. They, they are sure going are. to Brazil. So Erica was right when she mentioned the when other day. When she heard South America, yeah. When she heard South America, They're yes. not playing it cool with Erica. They no. sort of answer her questions, but they're like, we are skeevy people on the run, you know? Yeah, they, they're just... <laughs> yeah and Erica's like, I don't like this. So she is like, I need to use the bathroom. Yeah. So they take her to the bathroom and she goes in the stall and she writes a note. Yeah. Um, and this is where Suzanne comes out and is talking to Kevin and okay. is like, Erica is doesn't suspect months, yeah. a thing. And I haven't set up this scam for eight months to be caught now. I kind of don't fully understand why they didn't just ditch Erica with Dylan. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I guess maybe Suzanne loves her. <laughs> I guess. Maybe? I mean, I don't, 
it just seems like it would have been a lot cleaner all around, you know, and Dylan, I think, would be less likely to really pursue it, but whatever. Yeah, so Erica leaves a little note. We don't really see what the note says. We only see that it says, like, if found, deliver to Dylan, and she sticks yeah. it in the bathroom stall with gum. Yes, yeah, with his address and with everything. Address. But it does fall off the wall. Yeah. It doesn't stay stuck no. on the wall. It falls on the floor. Uh, all right, so last scene. We've made it at Dylan's house. Dylan is talking to Nat on the phone. No one has seen Suzanne. Suzanne didn't show up for work at the Peach Pit. Yeah. Um, so he's like, well, I'm sure she's somewhere. It's probably fine. Brenda comes over and is telling him, like, you're the only one who will understand how I feel. You know, she was kind of, I guess, just jealous of how Jim and Cindy were reacting about Brandon, and yeah. it made her realize how badly she wants to be an actress yeah. and how much she loved having everyone clapping for her right. and, you know, looking at her on stage. The only time that she felt, like, valued or respected was when was when she was up there on stage. So she's yeah. got she's to gotta chase it all the way to London. Yeah. Uh, so... She asked Dylan if he believes in her, and he says yes, of course. And then she's like, I love you. I've never stopped loving you. I am in love uh-huh. with you, Dylan uh-huh. McKay. Uh-huh. And he's like, well, I'll support you from over here. Yeah. Have fun. And she's like, no, I want more than your applause. Give me something to come back to. And then they kiss. And maybe more. Oh, they. De- <laughs> I mean, they go like slowly out of shot. They're doing it. Clothes are coming off. Yeah. <laughs> And that's it. That's, that's the it. end of the episode. Pretty good finale. So much. I, think it's a I thought good it was. Finale, I thought it was hindsight. good. Yeah. Yeah. As it doesn't wrap things up, but it new. definitely was engaging. Yeah, it's less. Yeah, you're right. It's less of a like all these things have been happening, and now here's the payoff, and more of a like just big drop of like this plot line and this plot line and this plot line. You know, like I'm ready for season five. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. What was your nine hundred two and zero snap? A lot. There's a lot here. There were so many. Yeah. It might be it might be David and Ariel yeah. in the in the limo, but it also might be um the Kevin and Suzanne yeah. reveal. I'm going with that. Suzanne in the car to me was like the moment. Yeah. Yeah. I think I'll give it to that too. Did you like it? Did it did it hold up? What do you think? Yeah, it did. I mean there 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 was just so much. It was just a barrage of, of things. Yeah. Um, so yes, as, as dramatic finales go, I yeah. thought that it was, it was good. We'll, next episode, we're going to be doing a sort of a, a recap and a debrief of the whole season talking about, you know, favorite moments and things. So I'll save a lot of this for that, but I do, I will say in a very uneven season, I found this to be a very satisfying episode. Yes. Agreed. So I, I am excited going forward. Uh, seeing what we're going to be doing there. So I suppose we should just leave it at that then, because we'll talk about it in more yeah. detail in the in the next episode. Yeah. Uh, so we got a couple things coming up. Yes. We're doing yeah. a recap yeah. of season four yes. next. And then we're also going to be uh, doing another soundtrack episode. That's right. Because there is a college years soundtrack. Yeah. And so we're going to talk about the soundtrack with uh, my co-host slash husband from my other podcast. It's a crossover. And uh, we're going to be talking about a song from that soundtrack on my other podcast, 90s Music Got Me Like. So there you go. Little crossover. I'm excited. I'm excited about it. All right. Well, that's where you can find Kendra over in 90s Music Got Me Like. You can find me as the host of This Andorian Life, the latest show in the Radio Meanwhile Network. We're actually recording our first primary episode uh, tomorrow as we're recording now. 
and that's set to drop on June 15th of 2021. We're going to be talking about just the Ewok scenes from Return of the Jedi. That's our first episode there. Yay! And then we're going to go on to the two Ewok movies and then get into the 80s cartoon, which uh, the, all of those were recently dropped as part of the vintage Star Wars set over on Disney+. Plus. So you can find me over there or as the host of How's Things for the David A. Howe Public Library. Awesome sauce. All right. Well, we did it. I can't believe. I know we did. We it. made it's it to the exciting. end of this 31 episode yeah. season. Yeah. This is one of the lo- this is the longest season we've had so far. It is. Yeah. Yep. And we didn't even have like the summer season episode. I know. So yeah, just a long one. All right. Well, as we said, you can join us next week as we continue our 90210 discussion with a season four recap. And please send your thoughts to our uh, Twitter page. Here we go pod over on Twitter uh, or the Facebook page. Send us what you think about the episode so we can include that in our discussion. And not just the episode, the whole season. Your favorite yes. episodes of the season, least favorite, favorite, least favorite storylines, characters, plots, developments, whatever. We want to hear what you think about this so we can include it next time around. Yeah, I'm excited. All right, Kendra, 9021, here we go into season five.